Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right, thank you, and on with the show. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. If I asked you how you're going right now, would you answer busy? It's that time of year when we're all rushed off our feet getting ready for Christmas. It is a crazy time of the year, but if you think about it, aren't you always busy? I feel like I am. Michelle Laurie has just released a book called Buddhism for the Unbelievably Busy, and she's here to tell us how we might get our busyness in check. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. I'm currently walking around a park. That's how busy I'm not. That is awesome. We'll get get to how you happen to be walking around the park when I'm pretty sure that was not your normal experience before. Absolutely not. And I love the way, you know, in your intro, you talked about how we go, oh, it's just such a busy time of year. But it's just, when is the not busy time of year? When is that I, I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell us, um, why is it important from a Buddhist perspective, before we get into the all the other stuff, but why is it important from a Buddhist perspective not to always be so busy? Well, Buddhism requires some peaceful, well, it's sort of the aim of Buddhism, I guess, is peacefulness and introspection. So... It's very, very difficult to be introspective without some time and some some quiet space to yourself to be able to do that. When you're rushing, rushing, rushing all the time, there's no time to think about anything but what's next. Now, you're a single working mum and you also have a father that you're looking after or, or visiting in hospital and that kind of stuff. How many options do you actually have not to be unbelievably busy? Because those things sound like they're, they're not things that you can just kind of say, oh, I don't need to do that today. No, that's a good point. It's about sort of prioritising the things that, that have to be done and the things that don't really have to be done. And, and it's hard to figure those out sometimes. Um, in my case, I had to let go of some financial goals so that I wasn't working as many hours. Um, so that's, you know, not something I wanted to do, was happy to do, that I was very afraid of doing that. But that's what it's taken for me to be able to find some space in my life. And so we're by space. Of course, you were at one point you were doing uh, morning radio, you'd appear on the project, you had all... You have your podcast, your true crime podcast, the Nitty Gritty Committee podcast, all of these things going on. So was it hard to disengage, not just um, in terms of your financial goals, but also your creative ones? Yeah, definitely. But then also I realized that some of the work that I was doing wasn't fulfilling creatively at all. And uh, it was, it was, I was doing it for financial reasons. So some things were really easy to let go of once I decided to live on less money. Um, Because that's the only reason I was doing them. So, and that's a great reason, and that's a reason why most of us do most of the things we do, especially after you have kids, you know, and you have so much responsibility. But at the same time, I realise if I just kind of lower my uh, expectations for myself, and maybe we don't go to Bali every year, maybe we don't, you know, order takeaway three times a week, maybe we don't do all those things, and I can work less. 
Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Michelle Laurie, who's a comedian and author of Buddhism for the Unbelievably Busy. And we're just talking about how Michelle has found some space in her life by realizing what her priorities were and, and sort of taking herself down a notch when it comes to her financial goals so that she could have some time. Um, Michelle, I don't particularly like being busy, but sometimes it actually feels good. I feel really yeah. productive. What's, yeah. what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sort of addicted to productivity myself. I find <laughs> I get really nervous and jumpy when I'm not productive. But I think also we have to just broaden the definition of productivity. You know, it's really productive to give yourself a break, some time to breathe and time to sort of fill yourself up again so that you can have more to give later on in the day, for example, you know. So sitting at, and looking at the beach or where I am right now, sitting in a park watching little kids play um, is unproductive in the note. I'm not making anything and I'm not making any money right now, but I'm certainly filling myself up and preparing myself for more work later on, or you know. Mm. So productivity is, um, we just have to, it, we've got a really narrow definition of it these days. And do you have any practical tips for parents who feel like they've got no choice but to be busy? You know, they they might feel that, you know, because they have dependent children and work commitments yeah. or maybe elderly parents who need their care. You know, if you wrote down what you did every day and you thought, well, if I took one of these things off, someone would, wouldn't eat or they wouldn't feel loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's why I wrote the book. And the writing of the book was the process for me. And it took me months mm. of thinking about it, of, of making lists of checking in with myself constantly. And there are certainly things that were on the list initially that looked like just completely uh, non-negotiables that I've actually managed to remove um, or certainly, you know, sort of peel, pull back a bit. It, it, it takes time and it takes introspection. It takes serious thought about it and meditation on it and, and sort of switching off the phone, switching off the TV, switching off the distractions and giving yourself time to think. We, we don't give ourselves a lot of time alone to think without distractions. And when you do, I feel like it's amazing what you'll see. And I can understand a lot of listeners thinking, well, good for her that she can not work as hard, but I have all these responsibilities. Well, you know what? So do I. I had to buy my ex-husband a house when we broke up. Do you know what I mean? Because I was, the, I was the money earner in the family. So I've got mortgages. I've got elderly parents I have to care for and all of those things that everyone else has got. But you can, you'd be amazed what you can carve out of that if you really want to and if you sit long enough and really think about what you need in life. And I must mention now that um, we, we've actually cut into Michelle's peaceful meditation park time. So if you can hear anything, it's this gentle breeze blowing across her phone as she sits in a beautiful park somewhere in Melbourne uh, watching, what it is. watching children frolic. So, Michelle... You um, wrote this book at a time when you were quite busy yourself and you've mentioned that it was like a process for you in terms of finding that space yourself. Mm -hmm. How is it for you now? You said it took months, but how is it for you now that you've um, sort of taken that step back? It's, it's, It's like at the moment I'm in this sort of deep excitement phase. I'm really excited and happy about making changes in my life. I'm starting to, you know, get a little worried about money just because 
for 15 years I've worked in commercial radio. I've had a payday every month. It was good money. And so the sort of reality of my choices is really hitting home. <laughs> yes. But, but, you know, I just, I just have to stick with it. I know intellectually that I can cover my expenses. I have, you know, we're, we're going okay. We're going okay. It's just that I, I got used, very used to spoiling myself. Mm. on that extra money and I got used to treating myself and thinking I always deserve treats because I worked so hard but then I had to work harder to afford the treats you know <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, I'm in this process of just pulling back and knowing that I don't have to shop online when I'm bored you know I mm. don't have to book holidays um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed with life and and escape it I don't have to do any of those things anymore. But they're so much fun. <laughs> they are fun. I was going to say, it's tick, tick. Um, the other thing, you did write in your book about um, how as parents we can, or especially mums, we can feel like we're the only ones that can do it right and therefore oh, we take yes. on the bulk of things. Yep. You, you talked to me how you um, managed to switch your um, thinking around that because I, I know, for example, I'm like, if I don't buy the present for the weekend party, if I don't yep. book the holiday for Christmas time, it's not going to happen and blah, 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 because I can't leave it to my partner. Uh-huh. How did you, because I know you were saying in your book that you were quite involved in, in the child rearing and knowing what the kids needed and wanted and didn't always trust your ex-husband to do it right. Well, isn't that the thing? It's, it's trusting and it's also what is right, you know? Is my way necessarily the right way? I remember going away for a couple of days to work and he sent me a photo of my son and I realised he was still wearing the same T-shirt I'd put him in when I left three days earlier. <laughs> he lived in it, right? And I thought to myself in that moment, I freaked out and then I thought, oh, you know what, so what? He's alive, he's happy, he's well taken care of. There are different ways of doing it right, you know? And so I have to just ease off on my standards and let their dad take care of them his way and not spend all this time and energy kind of going and redoing things or doing things because I don't trust him to do them my way. As long as he does them some way, that's fine, isn't it? As long as they're dressed. Yeah, and they're dressed, they're fed, they're having fun, they're sleeping, they're doing everything they need to do. It's just not the way I would do it. And, you know, presents for kids' birthday parties, your partner can do that. He might get something dumb that's not suitable, <laughs> who cares? You know? Yeah, there is a time I let him do the party bags for the birthday party. They all ended up with show bags and yeah, these great. tiny little garden seats. I mean, they still talk about it, though. It was about well, three years go. ago. That's fantastic. <laughs> and we encourage people to help us. If we, every time they do something, we kind of go, oh, my God, now I have to redo it myself. Why would anyone ever help us again? That's right. And that's what you're saying as, as parents. That is something how we can sort of de-busy de- ourselves. I don't even know how to say it, how to take some things off our busyness roster. That's it. Allow other people to help and ask for help, you know, if we... I found when I started asking for help, people were so happy to give it to me. Other mums, um, other family members, you know, as the oldest female in the family, I sort of took responsibility for taking care of my parents, taking care of my parents, which a lot of older sisters do. And so I just started asking my siblings to help, and they were more than happy to. They just sort of hadn't known how to before that, you know. Mm, so it's asking for help. Well, Michelle, it is an awesome book. I know it's not just for parents, but there's a lot in it for us. So thank you so much for speaking with us today. 
Thank you. It's so funny, isn't it? Like you think you're busy and you think you understand busyness until you have kids and then you go, oh, wow, <laughs> it's just next level. Total next level. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you. Michelle. That was Michelle Laurie talking to us from a very beautiful park somewhere in Melbourne. She's a comedian and author of Buddhism for the Unbelievably Busy. It's a very practical guide to how you can make your life less busy. Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.